Now that the Green Bay Packers are out of the Aaron Rodgers era and out of that darkness retreat, I guess we can call it, should they go ahead and <laughs> should they go ahead and commit to Jordan Love for two years? Right off the bat, we got all that and much more on an already unhinged episode of Locked On NFL. You are locked on NFL. Your daily NFL podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is going on, football fans, and welcome into another episode of Locked On NFL, your daily podcast breaking down all the biggest stories from around the National Football League in right around 30 minutes, part of Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks so much, as always, being a Locked On NFL, your first listen of the day every day. Don't forget, we are here for you every single Monday through Friday, and you can subscribe and follow for free on YouTube or wherever you get your podcast, so you never miss that daily episode. And that is, or today is Tuesday, and so we are here. Luke Braun, at Luke Braun NFL on Twitter. Ross Jackson, at Ross Jackson. Nola on Twitter, your resident number nerds, and just unhinged host. I, I don't know what else to say about us. Uh, I, started doing, I started doing the intro to the show. Partway through it, I could tell that my that the actual live show since we're live today was also open in another tab so I could hear myself and it scared the ever loving bleep out of me. And that's why I just, flew. that happened to me about every other postcast uh, after, was, after games this season. It was almost embarrassing, almost embarrassing. And then I remembered <laughs> this is what Tuesdays are all about. And of course we appreciate you very much yep. for joining us for another episode of locked on NFL. Today's episode brought to you by our friends over at FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Make sure you go and check them out today. FanDuel.com slash locked on. So you get that no sweat first bet. We'll tell you more about that later. Uh, Luke, on today's episode, we're going to take a look at some of the winners and losers from this year's draft class. But we want to start off with Jordan Love, the Green Bay Packers quarterback. Should the Green Bay Packers pick up the fifth-year option on him before the deadline, which is today? It's a $20.272 million option. Where do you stand on this? Should they pick it up or should they let it ride? Uh, so it is wild to me that it has taken them this long. I don't really know the advantage of pushing it. Uh if they, like, I don't know how indecisive you can be. Here's the deal with the fifth year option. 20 million does sound like a lot. I mean, it's, it's a low amount for quarterbacks, but that's still a lot of money. That's, that's money that if he, you know, is making $20 million, you're not benching that dude. That is pricing mm -hmm. you into starting Jordan love literally. Um, but that amount of team control, I think is vital because the, the situation the Packers are in right now with Jordan love, is an unknown. Even even the most diehard Packer homers <laughs> will have to admit, we just don't know a lot. Maybe you can have high hopes. You can like what you've seen so far. You can like the potential, but we just don't know enough to know if he is the Packers franchise quarterback. Right. And to learn that in a contract year is a really bad situation to be in because think of it as just to simplify two permutations, Jordan Love good, Jordan Love bad. If Jordan Love bad, I guess you can let him walk, whatever. Mm -hmm. If Jordan Love good, 
you now have to extend a franchise quarterback without a year of team control on the other side of it. He becomes a free agent in March after the season. You have to do a rush negotiation. That's a really rough place to be. Look at where the Ravens were with Lamar Jackson. They didn't get that done. They had to do the franchise tag on him uh, and, and do it that way. And, and maybe you don't want to deal with that stuff. If you have to put a franchise tag on him or even an exclusive rights franchise tag because he was good, that will be much more expensive than that fifth-year option would be. So let's just agree to do the franchise tag thing now at a much lower price tag and give you that team control. If you think there is a chance that he will be your your franchise quarterback, you want to be set up to be in a good position in that situation. You don't want to be in a bad position for the good outcome. And the only reason I could think of to not pick up Jordan Love's fifth-year option is if you think that that is a really unlikely outcome. If you think that Jordan Love being good is an unlikely outcome. So if the Packers don't do it, I think that sends a really loud message and I would expect them to be in the 2024 QB market. If they do it, that means, all right, we're, we're really giving this a shot and we want to be set up. But if they don't, yike. Yike. It would be a yike for you. Um, it would be a like for me if they didn't pick it up. I'm going to be honest. And we have a Commanders fan in here who says, look, you could just draft a uh, you could just draft a quarterback. You could just draft one. And I don't know if that's necessarily like as easy as it gets. But what I will say is this. If I'm looking at a $20.272 million price tag that I have to put on myself a year from now without having any idea who this guy is beyond practice and a couple of games here and there, preseason, whatever, I'm not willing to do that right now. And so I would be more than happy to say, we're going to let this ride, see how everything goes. There's too many, too many variables. What if he gets hurt? What if the team falls apart and you still get good play out of him, but there's nothing to show for it? What if he goes out there and does stink it up? What if he stinks it up for the first half of the season, gets better in the second half of the season? What if he's great the first half of the season and then goes all, um, uh, what's the quarterback's name, uh, over in New York? Basically just happened to him. Zach Wilson, Zach Wilson started off great. And then all of a sudden just like fell off a cliff out of nowhere. And some of that was injuries and things like that. I just think that there's so much stuff when it comes to what could go, what could go wrong, how things can go South, all of that. When it comes to the NFL team building, they usually try to be, they usually try to be safe. They try to be, they try to take on some precautions here. And so I think that like, while you don't have to necessarily feel like it's likely that Jordan love isn't going to work out. I think that there's enough for you to be, unsure that he will work out that keeps you from saying yes i'm going to charge myself and guarantee myself an expenditure of 20.3 million dollars next season if i need to go that route with the franchise tag or the or or the uh exclusive rights tag or whatever or you know the transition tag if i need to go that route fine i'll go that route but i'll make the decision after he goes out there and plays up to that level i'm not going to make that out right now i'm going to do just like daniel jones and the new york giants did i'm not going to take that fifth year option Jordan Love ain't got nearly the same amount of pull as a Lamar Jackson. He ain't done nearly enough as Lamar Jackson. Ain't going to win no MVP in 2023. And if he does, fine. I'm putting a franchise tag on him anyway. I don't care at that point. And so for me, it's just not it, – it, it's too much money for me just to be like, yeah, I'll put that on the books for myself in, a year from now when I have no idea what the next season is going to look like. And I've got a young roster, $43-plus million in salary cap space next year. I'm good. I can make it all work. That's the way that I look at it. I'll, I'll add one thing to that. Um, mm-hmm. And it's that let's, let's take the, the inverse of the bad outcome, right? Let's say yep. you did the, the fifth year option, but Jordan loved bad. Oh no. That is all tradable money. That's all 
you know, voidable money. You can do weird June one stuff. You can do all kinds of ways to figure out how to get yourself out from under that cap thing. And by the time you're making those choices, you're out from under the Aaron Rodgers dead cap hell thing. So you should be in a reasonable spot to take that. Um, so I would just say that it's like a, a lower risk and it's a risk you could mitigate, but ultimately, and I think we can agree on this, it comes down to, do the Packers think that Jordan Love is their guy? And we kind of yeah. don't know. They're not we willing no to tell us. They're not yeah. being, I mean, the, the commanders are being more forthright and supportive of Sam Howell than we're hearing the Packers be of, yep. of Jordan Love. They're being really cagey about it. So I'm curious to see where this heads and, and if the Packers really do believe in what they got or if they, you know, drafted a guy, pissed Aaron Rodgers off, and he ain't the guy. <laughs> Uh-oh. Yeah. He says yeah, with I a barely restrained grin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know, man. I Like, I, it's tradable, but if, if you give him that $20 million and then he's bad, who's trading for him? And then if it's, if you're going to restructure it, like I'm all about restructuring money for players that are going to be on your roster during the, during the lifespan of that, that restructure, or at least have a chance. Jordan Love doesn't really have that chance if that's the case. So, so I don't know. I'm not, I'm not into it. I'm gonna let it ride. I'm gonna wait and see how 2023 goes, but maybe that's why I get paid to podcast and I don't get paid to run an NFL organization. We'll find (laughs) out. Uh, There's a couple of other like little surprises. Uh, Jerry Judy, the wide receiver out of Denver, he was up for a fifth year option. Denver did pick that fifth year option up, even though he was a part of some wild trade rumors all throughout the part, all throughout this off season, Isaiah Simmons, the uh, fantastically, uh, uh, athletic linebacker out of I out of uh, Clemson. He did not get his fifth year option picked up by the Arizona Cardinals. Not getting your fifth year option does not mean though that a team is passing on you or that they don't want to resign you. It's just that they're not going to go that route to get it done. So we'll we'll look and see how those guys are going. We did just have the NFL draft this weekend though, and so Luke and I are going to go over some of our winners and losers, and we've got a special fun topic for you as well to wrap up the show because you know how Luke and I be. But we're going to start off with winners here in just a little while. A couple of teams, a couple of players, a couple of units out there are winners because of the NFL draft classes. We'll get to that as we continue on with today's episode of Locked On NFL. Before we get to all of that, I want to tell you about FanDuel. Uh, it is a pretty fun time in the world of sports. If your team is, uh, if you've got a hockey team or a basketball team, or if you just like watching those playoffs, we got game sevens going down. We've got playoff over, overtime hockey. Uh, if you just, you know, if you maybe you had an allergic reaction and you need a shot of adrenaline, um, there's all kinds of great stuff to bet on. Plus baseball season's going on. Great. You can do stuff like a, a home run hitter and parlay it with a, a game outcome, like a, a, an over under, or just a, a spread or a money line. You can find all of that stuff and much, much more on FanDuel. Go browse the site, see what you find. And right now, new customers get a no sweat first bet up to $1,000. That means that if you whiff on that first bet, you get up to $1,000 back in bonus bets. The app is safe and secure. They also have all kinds of of great promotions every day. So go back to the website, go browse, see what kind of fun stuff you can find. You can find some really good value on those. And when you win, you get paid instantly. So there's no reason not to go to FanDuel. There's no better place to bet all of the playoff action at um, than at America's number one sportsbook. Once again, that is FanDuel.com slash locked on to get that no sweat first bet up to $1,000. FanDuel.com slash locked on. FanDuel, official sports betting partner of the NBA. 
All right, everybody, continue on with today's episode of Locked On NFL. Appreciate you very much for being here with us. Don't forget to be back tomorrow. You're actually going to get James and Lauren Cox tomorrow is going to be making uh, a quick stop over on the Locked On NFL podcast. So you want to make sure you check that out to figure out what did happen with Jordan Love. They'll be covering that over on the other side tomorrow. Today, though, Luke, we're getting into some NFL draft talk. You heard about all the quarterbacks yesterday. Kevin with some great interviews around Bryce Young, CJ Stroud, lots of good stuff for you to fall back on over on Monday's episode of Locked On NFL. But here today, let's talk winners and losers. Who's a winner for you when it comes to this year's NFL draft? For me, um, I'm going to go Homer on this one. Yes. Justin Jefferson is a winner here. Yeah. Um, You know, you don't often say that when you play one position and your team drafts that position in the first round. But Justin Jefferson had a lot of attention in 2022. He was getting doubled. He was getting bracketed. There was a safety over the top of him all the time. Teams just came out out playing one double 18, which is cover one man to man across the board, but you put two guys on number 18. That's what that coverage is. And the Vikings struggled, I think to, to have a good counter punch to that and sort of just like sputtered out in some games, got blown out. Uh, But even in like the playoff game, it, it was proved to be just enough to kind of, uh, keep them from being able to make a comeback as their defense sh- got shredded on the other side. So the Vikings drafting Jordan Addison, somebody who can win one-on-one, somebody who in Kevin O'Connell's own words muttered to himself, seeming to forget forget that he was mic'd up, day one starter. That's, he just kept kind of saying that to himself <laughs> when they drafted him. Uh, the, the mutterings of a madman. He's like, oh, am I, <laughs> is, my, is my mic hot? Is my mic hot? What's going on? <laughs> right. And I think these two can really have this like symbiotic relationship where they take a little bit of the pressure off of each other. Jordan Addison's going to get a lot of one-on-ones. That's a lot of opportunities for him to really show what he can do. And if that goes well, then teams might actually have to play a little bit more straight up. They might not be able to go with one double 18 and uh, get away with it. They might have to play more realistic coverages. And then Justin Jefferson can do what he does against those. Um, that was the argument for the whole draft season for the Vikings taking a wide receiver. And I think they took like the singular guy that was available uh, outside mm-hmm. of JSN who had gone to the Seahawks a couple picks earlier, took the single guy that was best for that. Yeah, that's a great one. I'm, I'm going to go with a player as well to start my list off. Uh, but I am very excited to see the Jordan and Justin combo in Minnesota. I think it's going to be a lot of fun to watch. Um except for the one week where, where the Saints and, 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 and Vikings play in Minnesota. Going to hate it then, but going to love it every other week. Um, so the one that I'm looking at I don't think they, is... Do the Saints and Vikings play? Yeah, yeah, they play in Minnesota. It'll be my, it'll be oh. my first ever trip to the state of Minnesota. I'm looking forward to it. Oh, all right. It's going to be a blast. Enjoying the thing. It's swanky. <laughs> um, so the, the, the one that I'm looking at is also a player. And actually, somebody in the... Uh, Somebody in the in the chat actually beat me to it. Independent outsider. Not very independent because we both have the same thought. I want to change that. No, I'm just kidding. But um, Daniel Jones. Hey, Daniel Jones is a huge winner in this. Danny because, Dines. yeah, man, they just did such a good job, like, building around him. You go and you get John Michael Schmitz, who's, like, the best center in this year's draft class. Uh, Jalen Hyatt, the speedy, deep threat wide receiver who could do a little bit of everything. 
great post-snap guides where he and Daniel Jones can see the field develop the same way, read the leverage of the defender over the top or underneath or even with them, and then start to make some adjustments. Like he's going to be one of those guys that's going to be fantastic at kind of running those option routes and hitting the uh, hitting where there's green grass and open field. I love the addition of Eric Gray at running back as well, so you get a nice change of pace guy to go with. Uh, Saquon Barkley to allow Saquon Barkley to be that sort of pickup of pace while Eric Gray can be your like banger in the middle and all that stuff. And I'll, and, and to add on top of that, the first draft pick that they made at pick 24 overall, Deontay Banks, the Maryland cornerback, that's the guy that's going to get the ball back in Daniel Jones's hand. So even the, even the, the defensive picks help Daniel Jones. out. I, I love this for Daniel Jones. I think that he's a big time winner. And I think, it was a, it was the right thing for the Green Bay excuse me for the New York Giants to do as we look back at what the Green Bay Packers are about to make a decision around when it comes to Jordan Love the Green the the Giants did not pick up the fifth year option they got the extension done and now they know they're invested in this quarterback for multiple years so what do they do they build around him immediately and continue to do the thing that we've watched them do over the course of the past couple of years when we went oh look the Giants are building something pretty nice there whether it's for Daniel Jones or somebody else Saints now I mean excuse me the Giants now get the opportunity to build build something for Daniel Jones. And I think they did a great job of that throughout the draft. I'm super curious about that Hyatt pick. The, the giants mm-hmm. offense last year was very Mickey mouse. It was, there's mm-hmm. a lot of short, a lot of dump it off to Saquon, a lot of get it to playmakers, be a point guard, a lot of Daniel Jones running himself. That vertical element really was a missing piece. And Jalen Hyatt, that's like the point of him. So yep. I think that'll be interesting. Does Daniel Jones have that part of his game? Like, how much of that is available? Can you just send Jalen Hyatt on a go route and just like have that be a thing that takes the top off the defense can be a really important dimension that sort of softens everything and gets you going a little bit better on, on some of that underneath stuff. Um, shall we break out the hater aid? Um, do you have any other winners? Do you have another one that comes to mind? I've got one other winner that comes to mind that I wouldn't mind diving into. Uh, do it. Okay. The other winner that I have is another quarterback, and I'm going to hate bringing this up because he's a quarterback in the NFC South, but it's Desmond Ritter. I I love what the Falcons did to help Desmond Ritter. Going out and getting Matthew Bergeron, who's going to be you know the Syracuse tackle that's going to move inside, but getting Bijan Robinson. We're going to talk more Bijan Robinson here in a little bit, but getting Bijan Robinson along with Tyler Algier, along with the legend himself, Cordero Patterson, coming out of the backfield and doing all the work that they do. (laughs) I think he just got – oh, man, he's phenomenal. And so now you add all of that to a guy like Desmond Ritter, who the Atlanta Falcons, I think that Desmond Ritter wins this offseason because the Falcons could have gone into this draft at the top 10 selection and said, you know, we're going to grab another quarterback. They could have, well, I won't spoil that, but they could have done what we saw other teams do across uh, across the NFL. They could have they could have Cliff Kingsbury and drafted, you know, Kyler Murray to immediately replace Josh Rosen. Like they could have done all these things, but they didn't do that. Instead, they they committed to Desmond Ritter and they then they built around him. So in the same vein as the um as the um, the New York Giants and, and, and Daniel Jones thing. And I forgot to mention that with the New York Giants, and thank you, Independent Outsider, for this. I forgot to mention that for the Giants, they also traded and brought in um, and brought in um, uh, Darren Waller as well. And then so right. for Desmond Ritter, like you already had Kyle Pitts, you already had Drake London. Now you've got Tyler Algier, you've got Bijan Robinson, you're working on the offensive line, you've got Cordero Patterson. Like I, I love it. I love what they did for Desmond Ritter. So I think Desmond Ritter is a bit of a winner here too. So. I love it. Now, now I want to let's bring out the hater. <laughs> let's. I'm, get I'm, I'm to ready hating. to get weird. 
Let's get to hating. We'll get right to Hater it. Hater H, shake it up. We're ready to go. We got that coming <laughs> up for you now. Who are the losers of this NFL draft? We'll be right. We got it. We got that coming up for you here on today's episode of Locked On NFL. All right, everybody. Wrapping up today's episode of Locked On NFL. Luke Braun and I here cutting up, having a blast here on this live episode and this Tuesday episode of Locked On NFL. All right. You want the Hater Raid? We got the Hater Raid. Luke, why don't you spit something for him? Let him know. Who, what do you hate? What do you like? What do you not like? What's your yike when it comes to this year's draft? <laughs> the yike of the draft. Losers the of, of the draft, draft right? Per- person yep. who had bad That's weekend. Word. Thank you. Uh, Losers. Tough scene for Malik Willis. Tough who scene. Is, who got like one start, didn't go great. The, the team didn't get rid of Tannehill. He wasn't the heir apparent or whatever. Was supposed mm. to be the best quarterback coming out in 2022. Top of the class. Everybody had him penciled it as a first rounder. He falls to the third. Vindicates that uh, and then some. And then the Titans trade up. And at the 33rd pick, they take Will Levis. Now that quarterback room is Tannehill, Levis, and Malik Willis. It reminds me a lot of Deshaun Kaiser getting picked by the Browns a year before oh. Baker Mayfield. Where you're just yeah. like, all right, well, he, I guess he just didn't really get the chance to develop that he needed, and now his his whole career is is going to be as a reclamation project. All yeah. of that hype and uh, potential and everything that got teams so excited about him, there's a stink on all of it now because of oh, what the Titans did. Look, that's the game. That's what happens. You're you can't control what your team does. Sucks. For Malik Willis, tough weekend yeah. for the kid. Yeah, that really does stink. I I really liked Malik Willis coming into the draft. He had the great stories around him, the combine thing where he stopped off and and helped someone without a home by giving them like combine like clothes he had gotten in the combine and all this stuff. Had a nice senior bowl, uh, and then just plummets in the draft that year and the Titans grab him. And it was like, it reminds me of the Jordan love situation a little bit too, to where like Tennessee's just never really been that committed to Malik Willis at all. Kind of like we were just discussing with Jordan love. And then now you turn around and you do this and you, or at least like never like outwardly committed to him. And then you go and then you, you draft yeah. Will Levis. And and if I recall correctly, I believe they traded up to get Will Levis too, which they shows did. you even more. Yeah. It shows you even more about like, all right, we want this guy. Yeah. And like, like with love, tough. there is something to the Packers not getting another serious QB is in a way committing, you know, it was like, this is yeah, three years that's fair. going into year four now. And they never replaced him. They never went and drafted anybody. They didn't take Malik Willis. Right. right? They could have, um, and, and that is, in a way, some kind of commitment. Malik Willis got one start. One start, and they've got, here yep. he is. We got Mayo Coffee Boy for your replacement. Um, that stings. That's not a great look for Malik Willis, and you got to think all the other teams, too, are going, well, why are the Titans so down on you? They know more than we do at this point, and yeah. probably that's going to deflate his value whenever he does get a chance to go to another team. For sure. We're going to give that one a yike. Can you give that one a yike? That's a, My that li- there is a yike. Yeah, my uh, my yike of the NFL draft is uh, well, it's it and in in part me, um, it's it's analytics Twitter, um, it didn't go great for us. It didn't go great for us. No running backs in the first round. Shut up. Here's two. Um, yep. no tight ends in the first and round. Shut the up. The darling we'll team. One. The darling. The restoring. Uh, the roar. Was it restored? Was it ever restored? Is it unrestored? Is it is it now just stored? It's now it's Did now restored. Re, it's it's now restored. 
right? So like it's taken and it's it's, sort. Yes, it's put back on the shelf. Yeah, it's put back away in the closet. It is restored away. (laughs) 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 Yeah, I I mean, look, Uh, they they baffled everybody, right? They baffled. Did they? Did we? Did we not see everybody but LeBron? We baffled everybody. Well, everybody has you. anybody met Dan Campbell? Did we watch Hard Knocks this year? Here's the deal. And especially with like analytics, Twitter being deeply, deeply obsessed with positional value. Like it's the only thing people yes. are talking about with this science draft is that they picked the wrong positions. Well, that's uh, what you get when you focus on just positions. You're going to get stuff that doesn't make sense because you're honing in on like one facet of it. Uh, they love Jameer Gibbs. That's a guy that they were really big. Jack Campbell is the most Dan Campbell player ever. That makes so much sense to me. He basically drafted Uh, his kid. Like I know that they're not actually related, but they share the same name. Therefore he drafted his kid. I don't care. uh, Yeah. And boy, that's a kneecap biter. Let me tell you. (laughs) Yeah. for I don't know. The lions draft makes sense for the, the kind of team the lions were trying to build. And I think people really talk themselves into being, in, into the lions being something that they never really were. Yeah. Yeah. I, I was one of them. I got very excited about the lions. Um, I got pretty excited about this year's running back class, but did not expect two of them to go in the first round. And on top of that, two of them to go in the first half of the first round on top of that. Um, the, the other thing that kind of got blown up was if you look at the analytics, the average is like one running back in the fir- or excuse me, one tight end in the first round per year. And then the average is like one and a half tight ends in the second round or something like that. Uh, there was only one running back taken in the first round or one tight end taken in the first round. Sorry, but Sam Laporta out of Iowa, Notre Dame's uh, Michael Mayer, Luke Musgrave out of Oregon State. Uh, Luke Schoonmaker out of Michigan uh, and Brenton Savage or Brenton Strange, excuse me, the uh, tight end out of uh, Penn State all go in the second round. Five tight ends in the second round there. That was another one. The outliers in this year's draft, Bryce Young, five foot ten, got drafted. Will McDonald, small undersized edge rusher, he goes top 20 to the, uh, to the New York Jets. You've got guys like Emmanuel Forbes, who's like, 120 pounds. He got drafted by the loss of uh, the uh, not Los Angeles Rams. Sorry. <laughs> I, used, he got yeah, drafted I have the Emmanuel Commanders. Forbes behind me on screen. Yeah, actually. Right, right. Oh, that's that. Oh, sorry. I thought that was Bryce Young. My apologies. And so, no. you know, like I look at, I look at like the outliers in this year's draft and the way that it's like, a that worked for out. Listeners. Yes. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. Um, you know, I, I, you look at all the outliers in this year's draft. Kalijah Cansey going to the, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers yeah. top 20. Like, these are all guys that a lot of people that kind of turned their nose up to them and went, yeah, they're really good players, but they're too undersized and this, that, and the other, and and, and it's not going to work. They're not going to go first round. And then they all did. Uh, and so like outliers were such a big storyline for this draft for sure. Yeah. Uh, I, I agree that like Will McDonald can be good, but him as an undersized pass rusher going that early was a bit of a surprise. That's all. It was a bit of a surprise. Yeah. And so I think that contributes the, the to the whole L. wide receiver class is made of a bunch of small boys. Oh, a hundred percent, hundred percent. Yeah. Great point. Guys like, I mean, even Jordan Addison kind of falls under that category, you know what oh, I mean? For sure. But they then you look at guys like Jaden like Reed and around and all that. Yeah. Yeah. The green Bay Packers, I believe took Jaden Reed tank. Dell was drafted. Like all these, I think he went to Houston, like the, all these like undersized guys, uh, Deuce Vaughn, like all these guys, all these guys like found mm-hmm. those, those things. So it was cool. Speaking but I'll tell you of, what. Yeah. 
uh the the no, next thing we're going to do i was going to move on if that's what, mm -hmm. unless you had yep, something yep. else okay next thing and the last thing we're going to do uh is we're going to turn the vibe around and we're going to talk about our favorite picks but selected only by vibe only by vibes. uh this is no longer analysis of who is good who is bad who who was a good pick there's no analytics here there's no measurables we're just going base ba feels over reels and he feels over reels. it's it's deuce vaughn how nice. could you not get feels talking, seeing him get drafted by his own dad? And it's it's funny because, so cool. I mean, nepotism is like such a thing in the NFL. But everybody in the world is like, no, nah, that's a great pick for the Cowboys. That's, like, everybody's that's like, awesome. no, that's they, that, they would be stupid to pass on him just because his dad was there and it would feel weird. Like, that's a great pick for the Cowboys. I love to do. He was kind of one of hashtag my guys coming coming into this draft. Yeah. I think the the fact that he is small can work to his advantage as much as his disadvantage sometimes, and it's just a matter of durability. But man, I don't know. They had him lead blocking in college. He was, I was like gonna say mentality too. Like, like he ain't, ain't nobody ever told him he was small. He didn't know. Yeah, he has no, no idea. idea how small. he's like a little dog. <laughs> has no idea. Like square, like a little chihuahua squaring up on a German Shepherd, and the German Shepherd 100%. backs down. 100%. Yeah, that is exactly what we're looking at here. Uh, I love it, and I love you know everybody tears in their eyes in that Cowboys war room. That's a plus vibes. That was awesome, awesome vibes. I'm gonna go with a running back too, Luke, but I'm gonna stay at home for this one. I'm gonna go with New Orleans Saints draft pick Kendra Miller, the running back out of TCU. Oh, now here's the reason why. And I wish I had a photo for me to show, but our photo library does not have a photo of it. So I'm gonna tweet something. For people to go and see after we're after we're done being after we're done live here. Actually, you know what? I can go and retweet it right now because the New Orleans Saints actually tweeted it out on their own Twitter account and asked people to make suggestions of an album name for the photo. So, Luke, I'm going to need you to go to my Twitter page, and I'm going to need you to just take a look at my recent tweet, like all my other tweets, and then I need you to also look at this Always do. this photo that I just retweeted. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> now. I'm going to say this for right now, up until probably As about like, probably like 2 p.m. Central time tomorrow, unless news breaks with the New Orleans Saints, I'm not going to tweet anything. That way, anyone and everyone can go and see the photo that I just retweeted at Ross Jackson Nola on Twitter. Kendra Miller did his, not only did he look like that at his draft party, Luke, but when we spoke to him on Zoom, this is what he looked like when he spoke to us on Zoom after being drafted. Hell Suit yeah. coat. Bare chest, no shirt, chain. G stuff. Absolute <laughs> so G stuff. This dude is so New Orleans, he didn't realize he was drafted by the New Orleans Saints. He thought he already played there. That is so oh. remarkable to me. I love the vibes. I love the vibes. And you know what else he did too, Luke? We, too. We've, you and I have been loading up this conversation for a long time around the idea of like having this, having this debate about like, uh, Dalvin Cook, Alvin Kamara, right? And kind of like that that whole conversation. We understand how important both of those players are to the franchise, to, to their respective franchises, right? Kendra Miller goes on a radio station here in New Orleans for his introductory sort of radio interview. And he says, I respect Alvin Kamara and all the things that he did. I think he's a great player, but I'm coming for that number one spot. He dropped a ludicrous lyric Ooh. on Alvin Kamara in a radio interview. And I'm like, let's go. I love oh that God. level of confidence. <laughs> it's awesome. <laughs> oh, that love, is impeccable. <laughs> I love that confidence. Like, That's cornerback energy. That is, that is 100%. 100%.
So I'm all about it. I, I can't wait for Kendra Miller to get rolling here. Independent. Appreciate the follow, brother. Uh, I can't wait. I, I can't wait for Kendra Miller to get out of here on this New Orleans Saints field and, and, and get to work. And I hope he shows up pregame dressed just like that for his first NFL game. I love it. The vibes. That's so beautiful. Got That's it. such a good vibe. It's always a vibe here on the Tuesday episode of the Locked On NFL podcast. Uh, tomorrow, we'll have answers on some of these fifth-year option things. We don't have one on Jordan Love. We don't have one on, uh, I think somebody mentioned Andrew, Andrew Thomas in the chat earlier. We still don't oh, know yeah. what's going on there. They haven't picked it up, but they probably should. What's what's the hold? We'll, we'll find all of that stuff out tomorrow. So check back into the Locked On NFL podcast, whether you listen to it on your favorite audio platform or whether you watch on YouTube. And you will get uh, Lauren and James, right? That's who's... Give me Lauren and James tomorrow. Breaking down all of that and whatever else happens here on the league. But for Ross Jackson, I am Luke Braun here on the Tuesday episode of the Lockdown NFL Podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network. Your team every day signing off.